better mood this week. I promised you that I would get out, and I did. Making promises to hypothetical people is a great way to get motivated. It's much better than making a promise to yourself. You know that you'll let yourself get away with almost anything, but hypothetical people could be disappointed. Keeping promises to hypothetical people, this is the world's last podcast. I did go up from the bunker this week. I kind of suspected most of the houses around here would be empty, and they were. There's no power or or water. Well, there's water in some of the houses, the ones with collapsed roofs. They weren't really built for four months of continuous rain. And why would they be? I didn't find much that I could use. I was hoping maybe someone had DVDs and a DVD player, but most people had probably gotten rid of all that a long time ago. I mean, they probably put them in storage. There's not a storage place near here, as it was a pretty nice area. I guess it still is, for the raccoons. I was going from house to house, calling out and mainly checking living rooms. There was one block where every house had the same painting. Maybe wonder if the artist lived on that block and strong-armed all his neighbors into buying that painting. And it would have taken strong-arming because it was a painting of a cat. Nobody needed a painting of a cat. Believe me, you couldn't look anywhere, not in nature and not online, and those were the only two places to look, without seeing a cat. So there I was in one of these living rooms looking into this cat's murderous eyes. The artist was good. The picture is compelling, but not so compelling that everyone on an entire block would have it. I was looking into that cat's eyes when I noticed a voice. Someone was speaking from another room. I found myself frozen in place. The voice was familiar. I started to panic. I couldn't tell whether I was panicking because of the voice or because of the cat. It was the voice. Somehow, I found myself with my back to a wall. And I was sort of creeping along the wall to the source of that voice. It seemed to be coming from the kitchen. The voice was Sammy's. Sammy, in case you don't know, is now the, I don't know what to call it, I guess leader of the authority. He was talking about me. He said that there had been some kind of misunderstanding. That I had been kidnapped by the underground. That if I could hear him, I should make my way towards the authorities' headquarters. Of course, I thought I was hallucinating. I thought maybe it was some kind of flashback to the the time I spent 
in the authority headquarters. Uh, but the best thing to do with a hallucination is to relax and wait it out. Sometimes that also works for reality. Sammy kept talking. The authority has a plan. They plan to make a move against the whisperers. He said that, thanks to my podcast, they know where the whisperers are based. Griffith Park. They plan to clear Griffith Park and work their way through all the other parks. He mentioned Echo Park. I think that's it's probably the only other park anyone knows by name. He got into the details of it, but I was wondering if all that could work. Even though they don't know how to use them, the Authority does have weapons. All the Whisperers would have at Griffith Park is that giant pendulum. It's a pendulum that never stopped moving, but it doesn't move very much. Sammy sounded pretty certain that the Whisperers don't have any kind of signal that they use to control us. He said there's no reason to fear getting close to them. And after we've weakened them, we'll never be afraid of the knights again. Except for all the rats. It all sounded insane, as usual. Then I heard music. It was popular music. I could move again. I rushed into the kitchen. There was a solar-powered radio on one of the counters. I still thought I was hallucinating. What were the odds that the authority was broadcasting and I would wander in and find a radio tuned to the frequency they were using? But when I changed the station, the next signal I got was the same music. The authority seems to be broadcasting on every radio station. Still wasn't quite sure, so I sat with the radio for a while. There was music. Then Sammy's speech started all over again, then a different kind of music. So, at first I heard hip-hop, and that was a kind of music with people talking over it. They talked about how great they were and all the different things they could buy because of that, but also how other people were jealous of them because of their greatness and because of the things that they had bought. It was the most popular type of music. Then Sammy's message. Then love songs, which were about how impossible it is to love anyone, but you can be fine by yourself. Then Sammy's message. Then dance music, which is music where someone commands you to dance, sometimes threatening legal action. Um, There's one song that went, there's no parking on the dance floor. It went on like that. As you must know, you're probably listening to the radio right now instead of listening to this. It's almost exactly the way radio used to be, except it's all in English, and instead of commercials for refinancing and corn-based snacks, there's this repetitive message from Sammy. I didn't have too long to think about it, because I heard someone asking me to turn it off. As it turned out, he wasn't saying that to me. I turned around to find a kind of, well, kind of normal middle-aged man, who wasn't me, and a mumbler. The man had been talking to the mumbler. They were both kind of surprised when I spoke to them. They hadn't seen anyone else in quite a while, whatever that means to you. 
The man took a seat across from me. He asked me if he looked high. I smiled at that. It took me back to college. I said, yes. The mumbler started checking the cabinets and, of course, mumbling. The man, whose name is Brian, told me that he was looking for more clonopin. And he asked me if I knew where he could find some. I had no idea. I haven't met anyone like him in a long time. You know what I mean? Someone who seems not to know what happened or what's going on. He told me his whole story, which is something that people used to do in the early days. Turns out he was a veteran. He fought in one of our wars. He asked if I'd seen The Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. That was a movie. It was about one of the wars from what feels like 10,000 years ago. I said I didn't remember. He told me that he'd had 178 kills. He said he had killed women and children. He didn't say that in a threatening way. He said that he was raised Catholic and he doesn't judge anyone. That that's for God to do. I thought that had to be true. I mean about not judging people. Because he was traveling with a mumbler. They're hard to live with. I don't think I'm being, whatever you would call it, prejudiced. I'm saying it's very frustrating to be around someone who's always almost saying something. This veteran... Brian had to be very patient to live with that. He told me how hot it was where he had fought. All the wars were in hot places near the end. He told me how he disabled bombs and that at times he had taken off his protective gear in order to do it. I was thinking that maybe he hadn't even noticed the calamities. He seemed to still be over there, wherever it was. And that he had spent all the time since then just looking for and taking clonopin. I asked him if he, if he had a place. If maybe he wanted to spend some time in my bunker. He said that he doesn't like to be around people. That he never knows what might be a trigger for him. And he doesn't want to hurt another human being ever again. I must say, that was the highlight of my week. I helped him search the bathroom for pills. We didn't find any clonopin, but we did find some Xanax. He said it didn't do anything for him, but I might find it helpful. And I have found it to be helpful indeed. It's been so helpful that I think I can handle restarting Dr. Singh. Not today, but probably by next week. I don't want to do anything too risky with him. He's already died twice, like Lazarus. I don't want to bring him back and have him go for a third time. I want to make sure he's either completely gone or completely back. Back and here to face eternity. I don't have to face eternity. I only have to get through this week until I join you again for the world's last podcast.